0: Welcome to the return slot of Horror. A podcast set in the basement of a video store, much like the one from your youth. A place where Mickey, Marika, and Michelangelo hang out after hours, talk about horror films, and can't seem to agree on much other than their love for the genre. So grab a drink, be careful on the stairs, and don't be the last one left in the basement at the end of the night. (laughs)
1: Welcome, listener, to the return slot of horror. A podcast recorded in the basement of our video store. After hours, when the doors are locked... The VHSs are rewound and the moon is glowing pale blue on a brisk and breezy night. We'd like to hang out in the basement, crack open a drink, and discuss our beloved genre horror. Every episode, we invite you to join us for a drink as we discuss a film selected from one of our painstakingly curated subsections of the video store. That's right. For the uninitiated or anyone unlucky enough to have grown up without an independent store or mom and pop, Mickey, can you explain this?
2: The old mom and pop. So back before they were streaming, even before Blockbuster, there were independent video stores and uh, to appease the appetites of movie nerds like myself and Michelangelo, they would work directly with distributors to fill their shelves. These mom and pop shops were responsible for taking the horror genre from limited theater runs and late night drive-ins to every town in America. And what really made these video stores special were the people working in the store, curating personalized sections based on their interests, Based on the interests of the patrons, and it was a way to make recommendations and start conversations. So we invite you to come into our video store as we make recommendations and show you the sections and subsections that we curate for, I guess ourselves and you. It kind of feels like we do it for ourselves too. So it's yeah. mostly ourselves. It's yeah. one.
1: <laughs> but as you become as you become one of the regulars at the store, one of the one of one of the selected VIPs, you 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 know, it's like any any good video store. I've, I've worked at a few in my life. And I will say when you're a customer at a really good place, it doesn't matter what the place is. If you're an actually legit good customer, you feel a sense of ownership of that place too. And you sort of, you have a, a, a relationship with those people. They're not just the people who get you the coffee or who recommend movies to you. They're, they're a part of your, you know, selected family, if sure. you will
2: sure they're they're the community they're part of your community
1: yeah um so maybe are we are we film critics no are we doing like a do we do deep analytic dissections of these films no no we're just humble video store clerks trying to shine a light on our love thoughts experiences and feelings uh, that we get from these films and how they've affected our lives um so that said before we jump into tonight's film during our celebration of uh, uh mother's day
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> mickey what uh what are you having to drink tonight so i have to ask you before i tell you what i drink can you hear me do this Hold on L- listen and tell me if you can hear this you didn't hear that did you
1: no, I don't think the mic picked it up.
2: Damn it. I've been clicking my tongue for like every time you ask me a question, I click my tongue and then answer, and you're not hearing it. <laughs> 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 I'll try to. Uh, All right. About then. That, I, I heard it there. I heard it there. Okay. Yes. okay. I, have to, I have to get way, way far away from the mic, or mm. else it's not going to pick up. Okay. So uh, I am having uh, an Imperial IPA from our friends over at Flying Dog called The Truth. Whoa. Hmm. It's an imperial.
3: Imperial is it?
2: Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, is it very, very strong? It's about an eight point nine. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. ooh. But you know, this movie <laughs> it requires a heavy drink. Afterwards. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What are you having?
1: Uh, I am having a mead from uh, 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 Crafted called um, uh, Dragonheart. Uh, It has nothing to do with the film whatsoever, but I needed something sweet and crushable (laughs) for this. Because I I have a few. I don't know if you I I got this one, and I have two other meads lined up. I've been drinking a lot of meads lately. uh, Because, yes, uh, it's... it's, uh, um, heavy subject matter this evening. Um, not, you know, the section might be called Monster squad. Yeah. Right. But, oh my
2: gosh. So,
1: you know, let's, let's get to it tonight. Let's
2: get into it. Yeah. Uh,
1: unfortunately listeners, I'm sorry. Neither of us have a spooky cocktail for you. Yeah. We apologize. It's, it's ripe for a spooky cocktail. So, uh, maybe I'll come up with something later. Um, but tonight, we are talking about writer-director Ari Aster's 2018 feature film debut, Hereditary, starring a stunning, pitch-perfect cast that includes Toni Collette, Alex Wolfe, Millie Shapiro, Gabriel Byrne, and Anne Dowd. Excuse any mispronunciations on my end. A movie that proves you should absolutely force your children to socialize together and that weed <laughs> is medicine and can heal anything. You can heal anything. Mickey. <laughs> Mickey, you are yes. a dick for picking this for Mother's Day. <laughs> you have some severe mom issues, and I don't think I need to tell you how upset and disappointed your mother is with you right now. So <laughs> let's drink up and talk about, about this predatory. movie. Wow. <laughs> so, Mickey, this is this. So yeah. if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about Cujo and, and Mickey, Mickey uh, uh, invented for us. Uh, uh, for Mother's Day, celebrating Mother's Day, uh, multi-week celebration of moms with Cujo, now with Hereditary, all from the Momster Squad section of the video store. Mickey, why did you feel, because he's also, listener, He, you might have heard him talk about this film prior. I'm not sure
2: if oh. it's been recorded, but he's,
1: oh, yes. he talks about it all the time.
2: Yes, I, I mentioned this film constantly when we're talking about films that actually terrify you like films that just shake you to your to to like the core of who you are and this is a horror film that i think might have the most terrifying if not two of the most terrifying scenes of any horror films I've ever seen oh i we're, we're we're
1: gonna get to that oh we're gonna, we're gonna, get, definitely to gonna get
2: to that um, i um go ahead
1: I I just before before you get into it, I just like people, you don't understand. Like every time we do a section, Mickey's like, oh, yeah, hereditary fits hereditary. I think will fit into this section like it's 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 always on your mind. It's 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 ever permeating. Um,
2: It's in my bloodstream. uh,
1: I hate that I said permeating just now because I I wrote out like, you know, my sort of like thoughts and I was very happy with. Like, uh, oh yeah, permeating—that's a wonderful word. I'm going to use that in my, and now I've, I've, I've used it <laughs> already. Used so it, you n- used now it. you know how dumb I am. I learned the word and I'm using it too much. Yeah, you threw, uh, it, well, out yeah. <laughs> I threw
2: it out there. So, what were before I I trampled over you? What were you saying? I'm just—it's—it's it's, uh, a film that uh, really sticks with me like glue. And I'm going to go on a limb of saying before when you when we had mentioned doing this film for this particular section, I—if you'd ask me right then there—I'd say like, yeah, yeah, this is in my top ten. After watching it twice in preparation for this conversation, it is, a, it's it's solidly in my top five horror films. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just um, it just keeps getting better, and the and certain aspects of it hit every single time, and they don't lose their steam. So I want I want to get into
1: all that, but first I want like so why Hereditary, why what what's
3: well, okay. You have or, this, this,
1: other than the fact that it, I think we, we you know, it's, 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 it's out there already. We both really love this film. Um, yeah. So other than the fact that it's like this brilliant film, why why this this, 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 this passion and this need to talk about it tonight? And what is your, your history with it?
2: Well, why don't we just say it's in Momster Squad because I gushed over um, Dee Wallace and how I just love her in Cujo but I equally gush over Toni Collette and her performance in mm. Hereditary. Now, with that being said, two very different moms. And mm-hmm. I and I think that moms are all over the place. You know what is a mom? It's many things to many people, very different. So let's cover both categories. The mom that, that will do anything in her power to which you both do anything in their power to protect their children, I believe. But but one in Dee Wallace that is complicated, but is tooth and nail fighting against this dog to, to get her son to safety. And then this other one, this other mom who is suffering from grief and is battling with her own, like uh, selfish feelings and, and her own can't work through all the big emotions she's getting from her, from the death of two people in her life. Uh, one, which is another, her own mother, her, her, her horrid relationship that she had with her mother. So this is a great monster uh squad film it's it's because it's got mother dripping from it now my history with (laughs) my history with it it goes it goes to me sitting with the mother that i i know the best and that's not my own mother but it's the mother of my children molly whoa okay when this movie first came out our son i believe it's when it first came out it may have been it may actually have been a year old by this point because i remember what i i'd heard through the grapevine i'd now I, for some reason it had totally escaped me but i kept hearing everybody just go on and on about tony collette people were saying like why wouldn't she get nominated for an oscar for for performance right in that? right 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 and uh that's just if you've not first of all if you've not seen this film turn off the podcast go watch this film before you come back in here
1: oh yeah it's 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 a known quantity at this point yeah. that the spoilers and like why this is something you listen to after when you love something and you've yes. consumed it.
3: Yeah.
2: So, it was like I, I can't remember. So anyway, going back, this is the year that that our oldest son got his driver's license. So he was just learning to drive. Mm. Um, actually, not just learning; he was just driving on his own for the first time. And, you know, as you, as for multiple listeners understand, I have another son that's younger, and roughly at this point we've been around the age of 11 or 12. So you have- Oh, some, so this kind of lines up with the ages oh, of man, the kids in this film. Yeah. Two boys, instead oh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. of a boy and a girl, but still, yeah. yeah. Ages wow. are, are really close. Fuck. Yeah, just learning to drive. And, and one of the, uh, our youngest son has had chronic uh, problems with uh, asthma. So I've always thought, like, gosh, hope he has his shit. inhaler. Yeah, I hope he has his inhaler on him all the time. I'm always, I'm always scared of that. Like, I hope he always has his inhaler on. Him. If he doesn't have his inhaler, we're going to be rushing him to the ER. And um, so Molly and I were sitting there, and, and I said, we have to watch this because everybody's just going on about Tony Collette. We love Tony Collette. We love my wife loves strong, like, female performances. As does, I mean, I I love them too. But my my wife is an actress, as you know, so she loves it from a craft craftsmanship. So we throw this on, not knowing anything of what we're getting into
1: oh that is the best type of viewing oh is the when best. you don't know anything oh my gosh did you know it was a
2: horror film you yeah, know yeah, no, i, yeah, okay. yeah, I know it was a horror film i actually to be to be quite honest this is what 2018 i was thinking this was going to be a blumhouse style film so it just didn't excite me yeah at all. that's what i, I just, thought too yeah I, I was like the poster had a very like similar like look to it with like tony collette and the daughter that it looked like a lot of films at that time had a similar poster i guess it was like yeah. Ethan hawks face on you know or, you know so i was like i'm not i'm just ugh. i was like uh, i i hear people going on about this performance i have to watch it man did i not know what i was getting into and man was i shaken to the core we watched this film in multiple instances uh and we will get into those but i mean i would look over at molly and she'd be like massive tears in her eyes jaw agape just like I mean, real feelings towards a film that you don't always get like you can you can watch a film and and get all kinds of feelings but these were like big like stop you in your tracks moments of like holy crap when the movie ended we just sat there in silence and i was like wow i am mm. this is this is really intense and the the days following me and her both just couldn't stop talking about it watching jackson drive off scared us thinking about cable being in the car with scared us it made yeah. i mean it 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 left us with real fear and it just was ah it was just so heavy i was like and i just couldn't shut up people were probably i'd go around people and they'd be like shut up Mickey we get it we all should watch hereditary okay we get it we get, <laughs> we get how much it moved you how 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 it made you feel gosh then i watched it again probably about a year or two after that and i was like maybe i maybe it was just because my kids were the age And I hadn't seen anything quite like this in a while, and maybe it was just the moment felt right for it at that time. And it's not as good as I thought it was. Second watch, wow, better, better than the first watch. Because now knowing where things go, I was seeing all all the symbols, all the signs, all the things throughout the movie. I was like, oh my gosh, a movie that I thought I really understood the first time, I only understood from a from an emotional level. The second time, I understood it from uh, an actual like, um. Story, you know, like from what the actual, Mm -hmm. like, you know, from then and then like an intellectual viewpoint, intellectual viewpoint, yeah. And then by the third time, which leads up to the fourth time being literally two hours ago, um, I started to see it from a meta standpoint, where almost like standing back, being like, the movie is the movie, but there might be something even more uh prescient above the whole thing that that's hitting me in a level on a nerve that I've never really even thought of before which is my own relationship to my own um parents, religion and siblings.
0: Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, so this movie hits, man. This movie is a, a freaking banger and it's it's incredible. I I I tell all listeners watch it at least twice. Um it's it's worth it's worth all of it. It's it's great craftsmanship. I kind of use that word already on Tony Collette, but but all the acting The production design and and really if you kind of just slow yourself down and really pay attention to it you'll start to see things every time you watch it that you're like wow i'm learning more and more about this film that i thought i kind of had figured out
3: Mm -hmm. absolutely
2: what about you what's your what's your history what's your like so
1: i was reluctant to watch this because of like all the hype around it so i like to give it a little space uh and eventually i just did you know so you know the uh 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 i saw uh, uh, the the copy on the shelf was a little dusty and i thought okay
0: mhm
1: i'll take this home i'll check it out and i am super glad that i had seen this before we recorded this podcast uh as i would find it hard to talk about it now because i feel like i would need time to process the extreme oh, yeah. experience i had watching it you know this this is this is one that is it, it is like like you said like you have this um or at least in my experience and, and and that isn't too dissimilar to yours you have this like very emotional experience when you watch it the first time right um yep. so when i originally watched this film i was filled with this permeating mm-hmm. there's the word i was filled with this permeating dread during yep. the first act then horror and excitement in the second act and finally absolute terror in the third act followed by a complete feeling of futility of my life (laughs) and the inevitability of making all the same mistakes my parents made and my ultimate demise at the hands of the evil powers that surround me but also Like a sense of freedom that comes with that crushing reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I get it. Um, I, I, uh, uh, I love it when a great filmmaker gets a crew of outstanding artists together to make a sophisticated, layered horror film with a seemingly straightforward story. Uh, uh, it's a film that could be interpreted in many different ways sure. and, and can be rewatched indefinitely and mm-hmm. i got to say in the context of when it came out right it's yeah. you know in a in a world of like marvel vibe jump scare packed popcorn horror comes this innovative thoughtful modern classic i mean hereditary yeah. joins the pantheon of my personal horror criterion collection for sure there's not a, a there's really not a single jump scare I would yeah. say in the, in in this film, and that's like, like you know, you had mentioned Ethan Hawke because of uh, a, a film we had done previously. Um, yeah, what was it called with the bagul? Sinister.
2: <laughs> sinister. <Begul. laughs> yeah, sinister. You can't help but laugh <laughs> just saying the fucking guy's name. Yeah. Not nearly as close as um, Pale Peymer. But but
1: my uh, some of my frustrations with Sinister comes out of the fact that Sinister could have been as good as Hereditary is. Yeah had it just like continued to be as original as it started out um yeah. anyways uh you know i i fucking love i love this movie and you're right it 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 does it demands multiple viewings it's 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 um you know i really think you can compare it to something like the shining Agreed. or the exorcist Agreed. I, I had that you know? i had a note about
2: rosemary's baby you know yeah, know I, had a I, mean? note, I had a note about *Rosemary's Baby*, and I had a note about *The Shining*—both.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and and I mean, like, you know, um, we'll get we'll get into this, but like, the idea, uh, you know, in in *The Shining*, you have this like haunted place, and mm-hmm. within this story, you have the the how the 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 miniatures, uh, the miniatures, the exterior shots of actual locations Mm -hmm. and then the sets and how 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 they nothing really matches up in a way that makes sense this is artificial home like Mm -hmm. they like (laughs) if you look at the exteriors that house cannot contain the interiors that we see and it's not just it's not just like often you see this and it's just like well you know we needed the space to shoot i think everything is very very intentional Intentional. i don't i really don't think you are seeing any mistakes made in regards to uh the uh production design and the uh architecture of uh everything we see and uh, oh and especially the sound design and and the Mm -hmm. score by colin stetson has like worked with like every he's like Tom Waits arcade fire like like ev like everything like everybody and he's like he, he like what a I gotta say I I have this score on my uh workout playlist um because okay. <laughs> it really just it really pumps me up and puts me in a oh. positive mood I gotta <laughs> say <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, you kind of came we both when we came down to the basement to record, we both kind of had this sort of like oh, like oh. like low energy thing and I'm like, hey man are you all
2: right and, and yeah, you're just like i just I just, just watched hereditary again' <laughs> I'm, I'm, com- like you, I'm coming off of hereditary you know you I'm detoxing Red- <laughs>
1: yeah you you watched it twice within uh what a 24 or 48
2: 48 hour period yeah it was it was I mean like three days over three days. Mm so Still, uh, but it's, I, a, it's, a, it's a lot but, yeah and well and also just watching it right before you have to go and then talk about it i'm not yeah. sure that i that i think that was the best idea because then you kind of i am carrying with me like the feeling of after watching it where you're like Whew boy, let me that was a lot do we do we want to save this until the end
1: or do you want to talk about it now like what what's like what's your takeaway
2: like do we do we want to save that to the end I don't think it that I don't think that it has to be that kind of structure. OK, for this. OK,
1: so like I think there's plenty, you... this
2: movie has plenty to talk about. And, and you know, I we're not going to go just so deep diving, but I definitely I'm open to getting into some of that. Yeah, let's go. So what did you OK? So so what did you
1: take away from this? Um, even if it's, you know, and what you take away isn't always like a um, eloquently thought out synopsis yeah. for a viewer to listen to uh sometimes it's just like an emotional thing so like yeah. what did you take away the first time you saw it compared to like leading leading year. up to this now
2: sure uh, uh, so the first time when it, i kind of call it the emotional takeaway right where i felt after watching it i was like i was like i i have never seen a movie that that the most horrific things were things that are just so seemingly easy to happen, right? like for me the the first half of the film after the first watch, stuck with me much harder than the than the more horror elements in the final part of the film, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost felt like the film, the first time I watched it emotionally, I was so connected to to uh Peter and what he and his mom were going through and their struggle with each other that to me was so strong and powerful that that oh, was yeah. my only takeaway like the emotional that dinner scene that dinner scene where it's like oh he, my he god he is in pain you are in pain he needs his mother you need to you need somebody to apologize for what happened to your to your daughter this is just you are playing on things that i can't emotionally imagine where you have to take yourself as an actor to get there and and, and have that conversation but it, but it's so I'm, powerful I'm getting I'm, I'm like I have goosebumps all over my arms I'm Getting
1: teary eyed mm-hmm. Like those that, that scene is the embodiment I think of what every uh, Actor Like Wants Their yeah. scene to be <laughs> right. You know right. You have these These <laughs> great Dramatic aspirations And like That is That is the embodiment Of like the great American family drama Right there the, the, sure. That's At the core of this Right like any great horror film, really what they are is, is like, right. um, uh, great dramas or great comedies or w- w- whatever mm-hmm. specific like type of horror it is. It's, it's, it's this great story that filters into one of those things. And then you have this, you add this horror element and this mm-hmm. like, this is a perfect example of it. You could totally take out the whole coven thing, mm-hmm. the, uh, 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 paymon, right. Is yeah, that how you pa- say his yeah, name? Yeah. Pay- Hail take- paymon yeah yeah uh you take you take that element out of it and you still have this like phenomenal family drama
2: right. i mean it, it's the, it's the family drama that 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 I think is the big takeaway from the first time you watch it i think yeah, yeah if I had done like a thesis on this film after watching it the first time i would've, I would have even mentioned you could tone down some of the the cult some of the the uh, horror stuff in the last like you know thirty minutes and for me, it would still be just as powerful, maybe more affecting. a movie? Now, after watching it as many times, on this fourth time, the the takeaway I'm like, you that end stuff, that that stuff is so important and has been playing all the way through the film. Leading it's crazy. Up to that. Yeah. Did you? It's like you know. Go ahead. It, so so it, at the beginning of the film,
1: mm-hmm. we have a shot of the treehouse. Yes. Which sort of represents Paimon's church or his
2: home or something. Yeah, the triangle is like, uh, it's, 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 I believe it's his like through way. Like, like they draw a triangle also on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And that's to allow the demon spirit in. Yeah.
1: Well, he's, he's summoned through the, through the, you have to summon him through the Northwest. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and just that shot of that and then it pulls in and we see all the miniatures and mm-hmm. then we pull into the one and it's like you hear clip clopping noises and mm-hmm. flies and breathe. It's just like it's like he's often depicted on a camel. So it's like, is is yeah. that him travel? It, it's just there's just so much going on rich it's super layered and rich with with stuff like the story we're about to see and it focuses on peter his eventual host
2: Mm -hmm. well even like you talk about that with him on the camel in his hand he's carrying three uh severed heads ah yes
1: yes 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 yep and then they
2: wear the three the in that that's their necklace they'll wear is the three-headed necklace so they have to get to the 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 grandmother, the mother, and Charlie all get beheaded in order to make the final passageway for for uh, payment. Do you think the coven
1: was using um, Kathleen's family? That's uh, Annie's yes. mother. Do you think her sort of like them giving her the position of queen of the coven was really uh like kind of like in the, in in uh, uh any sort of like uh, uh sacrifice sort of like you think of the wicker man or I'm, anything or when when uh,
2: um someone is to be sacrificed they are treated really well leading up I'm, to the sacrifice. I'm not sure if it was a a thing where they were necessarily hold on one second. Hold on one second, Miss
3: Our neighbor's three-year-old just walked into our house screaming, "Hi!" Do you need to go check that out?
1: Okay, I think I'm good. So, um, I can't remember where I was. And uh, three. Let heads. me. I'll, I'll jump us back in. Um. Yep. So I. I said. Kathleen but I meant Ellen. Kathleen uh, is the name of the actress but Ellen uh Annie's mother. Uh, yes, do you definitely. think do you think they were using her
2: family? I, I so do I do I think that that she that Ellen was being manipulated. Yeah, that's that's what I that's, okay. that's sort of my takeaway is
1: that she was manipulated um, into this position of I'm, thinking that she was going to be uh this great thing, but she's now gone. Mm -hmm. Right. And the coven, um, the greater good, if you will, the greater good, uh, for those of you who have seen hot fuzz, um, the greater good, um, uh, will reap the benefits. Now that payment is in their reality. He will share, uh, uh, he can predict the future. He knows a lot about science. Um, yeah. he, he uh, he, he you know, he's gonna make yeah. them all rich and wealthy, and
2: like uh, 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 you know. So, I i the only th- reason I don't think that I read that Ellen was, was, was necessarily being manipulated as much as she was all on board was because she also tried to, to have payment take over her son, uh, Charles, and he killed yeah. himself, you know. So, I think that she mm-hmm. was pretty actively involved in like wanting to take that position. You know, I don't I don't know that she was a victim of the cult as much as she was maybe the leader of the cult. And she she was sacrificing her family for what she thinks would be the greatest goods of all. And then I think that's one of the reasons why their home was so easily accessible to the cult because Ellen probably set many things in place for them to know how to get into the house, where to go. Oh, yeah. Right. Sure yeah. But but, you know, surrounding them in curses. Um, and then, you know, also she, she willfully fed Charlie, breastfed Charlie when she was a baby mm-hmm. and she was breastfeeding Charlie, that same little herb that, that, um, Joan sneaks into, uh, Annie's drink when she has the tea. with Yeah. Her. Yeah. yeah. So that's what the we, little leaf is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, that supposedly is supposed to help make that body more susceptible to him because it says that's all yeah but it says in the thing that that payment takes the um most vulnerable Uh uh-huh so charlie as a baby was fed this herb that supposedly made her body very vulnerable to to payment correct yes then again we see but he, um, he requires a Male. That's that like he yeah
1: mm-hmm. he requires a healthy male vessel and mm-hmm. he got a unhealthy female right. vessel, which was right. unpleasing. So like mm-hmm. the coven couldn't reap the benefits from this. Right. And uh they couldn't right. couldn't go into uh Steve, Gabriel Byrne, no nope. who's who's like wonderfully underutilized. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in, yeah. very intentionally. What like his whole like that? This is this is one of those stories where you could make a whole uh, uh, a separate story from his point of view of everything. As a right. as a, I don't I I was always trying to figure out what he does for a living. It apparently yeah. he is a psychologist, but I only figured that out through like I, I I was like, is he her manager? Is he a psychologist? Is he you know what I mean right. like? Like, uh, uh, I don't know if it's spelled out in the film. It was only through research that I was able to, to discover this. But um, his journey through this film is very, very interesting,
2: uh, but it, mitigated intentionally in no, the story that we are seeing. I don't know about in your household, because everyone's household is different. But, but he felt to me like, like how do I say this without sounding? He, he felt like th- this would be my dad. That would be my dad
0: Mm -hmm.
1: mm-hmm sort of the uh if you've watched stranger things uh um the dad in that there's the dad who's like can't be bothered with anything yeah well my dad wasn't even
2: not even that more my dad is just like he's so quiet and in times of great stress in our family when everyone's like hot-tempered and heavy he's almost ineffective i don't want to say ineffective but he, he almost is like so calm about things and trying to keep everybody happy that it's like I know you're suffering too, but you're not showing anything. It's like what's going on? You know? Yeah, that's that's not my my dad is uh 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 and my
1: parents are Sicilian. They're both extremely emotional, and yeah, I'm right. not like that. No, no, you you I didn't hear I didn't there's no. nothing hereditary about that so with calm. me. So calm Okay, I'm calm. Mickey, Mickey, yes, I'm fucking calm. I know um, that. I'm not emotional. Mm-mm. I'm like Spock. <laughs> 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 but,
2: <laughs> 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 Spock coming up in the hereditary podcast. <laughs> that's your. That's funny. That that's your go-to for like. You know, yeah. It's like, well, that's. Like, I mean, yeah, who, I know. He's who, an emotionless. who else in the in the fiction world? Yeah. <laughs> is
1: is is well, you know, yeah. Just like he's not going to let his emotions get in the way, unless yeah. you're you're talking about JJ Abrams' uh, Spock. Uh, yeah, he gets a, case, yeah, he but, gets a little but, emotional, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: but. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so this is, um, so this was, uh, so I I can I read a lot into you know that character, and I also like the, the little subtle moment where he takes one pill, you know, uh huh, and then he goes and then, back and he decides to take another pill, uh huh,
1: and, it and it's like think, oh
2: yeah, you're just you were well you were
1: yeah yeah it's just I'm gonna I'm I want to I need to like what we what I I, I do. Whereas like I just need to I I I can't kill myself. It's like a Louis C. K. joke. It's like I don't wanna yeah. I can't kill I can't commit suicide because I got stuff I gotta do later, but I just need to be out for a little while. Yep. So I'm taking exactly, a nap.
2: Exactly yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. He's he he's detaching in other ways. Where she's fixated on 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 this, you know, seance. He's like, I just need to, to kill the pain until I get through all this, until everybody works themselves out. You know? Did you did you ever think What she was
1: experiencing was mental illness. Um, like in your first watch. Obviously, after your first watch, you you, you're you're not going to be taking that away. But like, I mean, did you like?
2: Maybe he's right. Well, I here's what I'll say. I, I think she's. I think she is having mental illness because i mean this is very traumatic any parent will it's like you can't i don't think anybody can not suffer some mental break after their child is decapitated a result of their other child driving you know what i mean i think especially
1: that's, the way she finds it
2: i mean that's yeah, i mean oh that oh scene dude that first like, time that
1: scene hits ooh, hard it, every time every oh time. my god every, oh. like like that's that hard to the, pull that off. That's, that, like,
2: the extreme emotion of it. That's the Ari Aster, like, bread and butter, right? It's like, hold the shot on Peter's face and the reality what he's sitting in and then let mm-hmm. the mom find it and just hear it in the background. It's like, mm-hmm. that is... It's like, I, I will say, like, th- this is the first movie of, of what I think will be the next. Like, it, it, this one for me feels like it was the first of a string of movies that try to do this. You know, oh, you know, horror is a metaphor for grief. You know, mm. you, you, you see them come out of the woodworks after this movie. You see, like, every year there's maybe three or four films that are, you know, using horror as a metaphor for grief. I don't know that this one is, is necessarily. Yes, it is doing some some of that, but I don't know if that that's necessarily was like, I'm intentionally trying to make it that poignant about that. I think it was like grief is rolled into. Oh,
1: the the uh, the, the, the many things that are rolled into rolled the into. Yeah. Multi-layered, yeah.
2: Th- you know, it's the, yeah, this is a lot of things, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, to answer your question and not go on and on, but yes, yeah, she's she is suffering mental illness as well she's as... suffering
1: she's suffering some mental illness through the extreme mm-hmm. circumstances but right. i guess my my thing was like did you in your Are first thing's viewing, really happening like is she schizophrenic is she like right. like extreme mental illness not just like well, the 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 places you can get to based well, off of like the stresses that it's, happen it's, in life
2: it ha it has so and i'm I not was... talking
1: metaphorically i'm talking about straight up your experience watching what she's going through
2: and any doubt you might have, because it, 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 what, what I'm getting, me, if, <laughs> if I, if I know, cause I, I'm getting a little confused when I'm watching it. Do I think that there's a possibility that some of the things she's seeing aren't real? It's really just her suffering a mental break.
1: The first time,
2: the first time, obviously you I, wouldn't
1: have that doubt now yeah. any
2: other time. And
1: obviously there's the metaphor you could take away mm-hmm. with it. Right. Right, like like what so, what he's what he's talking about, you know what Romero's talking about in in Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. What is he talking about here? He's talking about a lot of things very right. in, very well. Uh
2: but I I I mean uh, like within the story, your sure. first time watching the first time watching, think... I, I I thought I thought that they were probably I I thought that she was probably seeing things. This is going to be more grounded, but then I, by the end of the first even the first watch, I was like, no, it's yeah. like all that logic gets thrown out in the end it's kind of like the shining, right? There's like some of it where you can ask yourself, is this just him losing his mind and slipping into madness, but then you find out, no, this is a haunted place, you know? Yeah, I, I do. I did, you know, with, with the Shining,
1: it's different. I saw it when I was much younger. I had less knowledge of films. I, I, you know, you're watching hereditary in 2018 at the age we are. And, and, uh, I see the metaphor but I I definitely know like I definitely have only 10% believing that there's a possibility that she's suffering from mental illness just because I know it's a horror film. So it's like I don't I don't know the ending yet, so I don't know Right is it because sometimes that is that is the 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 ending right is like oh my god this is all just happening in her head and all this nightmarish you know that's not where this that's not where this film went right um
2: what's the or maybe it did
1: or maybe it did (laughs) well what's the scorsese film
2: uh which one with dicaprio it's all in his head
1: oh uh Spoiler alert! I'm not gonna say it. (laughs) Okay, never mind. You're right. That was a spoiler. I I never saw that movie, and then I found that out, and I'm like, oh shit! That was oh (laughs) fuck! I never saw it, but you know, hey, hey, it's like what twenty years later.
2: Like, wait, you you didn't see the Scorsese DiCaprio horror film, Gangs of New York? (laughs) That (laughs) that is that's got some horrific stuff in it. It was all in his head. It was all.
1: I'm the butcher. yeah um, um so so yeah no, i know i see directly linked to
2: uh there will be blood <laughs> oh, it's yeah oh yeah same guy yeah Daniel Lewis is the same anyways he, yeah I'm sorry. He, he left new york <laughs> and went and started an oil company and then he yeah. said there will be blood i Constantly. drink your blood now drink it up um I used to have I used to have a I used to have a friend who I was in, used to act with and he would and when we talk about great movies he go oh then there's that great line from uh, the movie you know there will be blood and I'd be like what does he say that in that and he's like no but no <laughs> and, Yeah he says no but he told me he's like no but I say it all the time people are like yeah yeah <laughs> I I am a blood man
1: <laughs> and as a blood man you can trust me I've abandoned my son.
2: Why am I doing this? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah you're, that's not a bad Daniel Day-Lewis thank you, doing thank a you, thank you. Texas uh, oil man. Um,
1: switching gears a little bit. Okay. I got to say, <laughs> we recently talked about Teen Wolf. Sure. Or as I like to call it, the Teenage Wolf. Yeah. Um, And I think there's a lot of crossover between this <laughs> okay. and Teen Wolf.
2: Sure. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You know, house parties. Well, had, had Teen Wolf hit a pole with his head, yeah. While well, surfing you know, on top of the van. There you go, right? <laughs> there's that. I didn't even think about that. Inheriting sure. curses,
1: quote sure. unquote curses from your sure. family. Oh, yep, yeah. Right? Yep. Like there's 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 parallels to these. Yeah. These I think watch Hereditary, and then the second film you watch is is The Teenage Wolf. And I
2: think that's a good double feature, yeah, especially yeah. because you need something. You want you something, something to positive watch it to that, end yeah. of the night. <laughs> you need to wash it down with something nice. <laughs> but also, you know, I, I think that there might be an, a, an interesting world where the Hereditary ends with him becoming payment and then going and winning the big high school basketball game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he actually no, what he learns is he's like, hey, man, everyone loves me as payment. But like, I'm just um, I'm Peter. I'm Peter, man. I gotta win this as Peter, not as as Payman. Payman. So Peter, Peter and Payman learn to like coexist together. Exactly. And then Jason Bateman (laughs) makes a shitty sequel. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Not makes it, but stars stars in a in a a a money grab. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, at the party, since we were talking
2: about the party, um, listening to rap and getting high. Huh. I said, listening to rap, getting high. Did you? Did you ever? Have you forced your kids to socialize together? No, that's good. No, no. Here's here's the thing, okay. And this is this is the one. This is another thing that after after certain watches, I've I've asked myself this very question. Annie seems like a pretty protective mom. She doesn't even let uh, Charlie walk outside in I socks. Mean, yeah. With with Charlie, yeah, uh, I know, but <laughs> but think about yeah, this. I've seen her She's her son in uh, kerosene. But yes, but but sending her daughter to a teenage party. Her daughter's thirteen. We've established her son has to be sixteen at least because he's driving. So he wants him to take his thirteen year old daughter to a high school party. She, she, you know, he he she yeah she wants him to take uh, Charlie to to a high school party where she knows there'll probably be drugs and drinking. Why? Why? She wouldn't even let her walk outside without shoes. Well, That's I think it, like why?
1: The, the, I hear you, but I foresee a world in which it is a very normal thing for um Annie to force um Peter to take Charlie to things. Okay. So, I think I'm I'm a little confused on this aspect, but I feel she's 13, so I guess she's maybe too young to be in the same school as Peter. mm -hmm. But I feel like they are in the same school at the same time. I
2: mean, some some smaller schools will have like the the all the way from like seventh grade through twelfth grade. So she would like she's. you know, you're you're you're
1: four. She's thirteen in the story, but you're fourteen in your freshman year. So it gets possible that she could be a thirteen-year-old freshman. I think I def- she's a seventh or eighth grader, to
2: be honest, just the way it's played. Okay. Yeah. And 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 so and I and I just make the point like Annie gets concerned she's eating a chocolate bar for the for the nuts in it. She doesn't let her walk outside without shoes. So there's so many. She has such control over Charlie. But yeah, but she, she wants- they're very forgetful about the epipen though they're like true. the dad true. the dad
1: dad is like hey does it have nuts in it cuz you know a, and then they're I, like we don't have the EpiPen on us
2: i've now decided to watch this a fifth time tonight when we get off this call or sorry <laughs> when once i leave the basement and we'll watch this for a fifth time and see if i can't see if if uh um or put anything in there to help me know. cuz I, I feel like there may be some payment stuff happening early on in that i don't know what but it could oh, be the throughout re- the entire... Yeah. throughout the dude that's, that's the paranoia
1: that I love about mm-hmm. watching this again is like, who, like, was that girl chopping up all those walnuts? Mm-hmm. By the way, I thought that was weed. The first time I saw it, I thought she was like eating a, a like a pot brownie, uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. but it's, but it's nuts. It's obviously nuts. Yeah, But
2: like, is that girl a part of the coven? Well, you know, that the friend that he smokes pot with underneath the bleachers is. Is he? Yeah. The guy with the man bun, dark hair, man bun that hands him the weed. He is later praying at the Is feet. that him? Uh, okay. Yeah. There's yeah, also
1: yeah. there's a teacher, the history teacher, where like he has the first experience where he looks at his uh, reflection in the glass, mm-hmm. and the reflection is like smiling back. It's like yeah. in smiling back at him. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh um the teacher in that scene looks very similar to the three naked people in the mm-hmm. attic before he jumps out. I don't think that's that same person because in class he's not wearing glasses and then he is wearing
2: glasses in the attic. It very well could be because every single one of those people that you see uh, prominently, they're they're there intentionally because they were featured earlier in the movie.
1: God, those people scared the fucking shit out of that first guy he sees after he sees his dad burned.
2: Yeah, dong out. Mm, Smiling uh, that is so, it's like. Do you remember the, that guy the, from the beginning of the movie? Is it,
1: Where is he in the beginning of the movie?
2: He smiles at Charlie while she's standing over her uh, grandmother's uh, casket.
1: Really?
0: He leans over and smiles okay. at her, that creepy
2: smile, and she goes, she smiles back at him. And he He's got a creepy smile. Yeah. Yeah, Fucking, man, I'm telling you. I, this is what I'm did saying. Did you notice, you notice
1: Annie, the first time she's up on the ceiling, the first time you saw it, I didn't notice her in the corner hiding in the ceiling until no, no, she kind of moved. And then yep. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa what yep. was that? I didn't see that? her
2: run at him the first time I watched it because uh, she's like hiding in the corner also and she takes off running yeah. after him right after that scene. I didn't see her hiding back in that corner because it gives it just like a couple beats. And then she, yeah. she jumps out of the corner after him. And she's obviously there now. I can see it. But the first time I watched it, I was so glued on Peter's like... yeah scared face that i wasn't watching all the peripheral
1: masterful Um, storytelling yeah yeah it's it's classic classic magic tricks we're pulling your attention here yeah it's the oldest trick in the book i'm going to make you look i'm going to make you look here and the
2: the magic the trick is happening over here you just don't see it i said that to molly earlier today I i said you know what you know what is the best special effect of this entire film and she was like, "What?" She's probably here tired. I've been talking to him for a couple of days. <laughs> the way she you was, said that. What? She said, what? What? Mickey, this what, man what is, is going to explain to me I said the best special effect in this film is Tony Collette. Ooh. I was like, everything she sells, everything in this movie so heavily that you could have you could have literally had the worst I mean, was, everything looked great. I'm gonna, I don't even go in that direction, but but there wasn't a lot of like heavy special effects. There's no heavy lifting here. It's all Tony Collette's reactions. These actors' yeah. reactions to what's happening are the things that that are true, truly terrifying. More so than the actual thing you're seeing. It's more their reaction. When she feels the spirits with Joan oh yeah man i get tingles ooh. and it, it has nothing to do with the with, with the sliding of the cup it all has to do with her reactions to it her reactions yeah. to it to me are just like ooh! i can feel everything i have so much empathy for her throughout this film and empathy for peter those two characters i just feel i feel uneasy for them i i feel sad for them uh at times i feel hopeful like that, that when he go, when she like goes, please do this for me, please guys. When she's trying to get the, the family to do the seance with her. And Peter goes, yeah, mama, I'll, I'll stay. I was like, oh, yeah, I like, felt oh, like they're finally
1: united. Right. Yeah. They're finally, and then, like on the same, he's, he wants to yeah, support
2: his mother and she's getting, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. reconciliation maybe. Yeah. I, I was, I was like, oh, this is the family's going to join together. Charlie's going to come back. They're going to defeat whatever evil there is. Oh fuck. No, that's not this movie. No, that's not this movie. That's not this this movie. movie. This movie says you felt you felt. I've had you what at about a seven or eight percent. Well, guess what? We're going double imperial IPA ten percent. Boom, hit it. (laughs) You know that's this is what this movie does. It says you thought you you is that your second drink right now? I'm I'm on my first still, but I just get fired up thinking about it. This movie, (laughs) this movie works on so many levels. Um,
1: I I I I I love how. We, we, I kind of talked about this earlier, uh, you know, um, I love Blumhouse and I love a 24, but I think there's a lot of, you, you look at 2017 and the the highest grossing films at the time were like it. And, um, a lot of like jump scare, the insidious movies, like Mm -hmm. you have these, you have this, this trend that happens in films and it has its place, right? right? People will look back on those films as with as much reverence as and love as we did for you know the Friday the Thirteenth movies and the Jason or the uh, the the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, right? Sure. Like, sure. Not a lot of substance, really, but like, oh man, a lot of fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So one of the things I loved about this film, right, is that, like I said earlier, it's, it's more sophisticated uh a story with 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 lots of layers. And uh I think, you know, one of the examples other than the fact that there are no jump scares is like uh when Charlie is in class for the or not Charlie, when Peter's in class for the first time and we see his crush. And oh, yeah. I like I love how uh, uh they don't highly uh like sexually exploit his crush it's a sh- it's like he stares at her butt but it's like, there's nothing, it's just a like sexual- butt sitting in a chair. Would, yeah. There's nothing would, sexualized about it. it. It's not yeah. low-cut jeans. It's not flattering. Yeah. It's just a butt in a chair. <laughs> yes. and, and while she is a very, like, she is a, like a beautiful young woman, she, so looks, cute. Yeah. Like, she looks age-appropriate, and she yes. looks like a girl you would have yep. a crush on in high school, not like like a Michael Bay supermodel girl in high yeah. school. That you would or, see in or, one of his or films,
2: any any '80s film. A thirty year old in high school, she she looks she looks like so realistic, and yep. like man,
1: that look. She is. I got it. She gives a. Everyone is so good in this. Everyone yep. is so good in this, and she gives that look. She gives him when he like doesn't know what they're talking about because he was like not paying attention. She mm-hmm. gives him this look, and it's just like just like this film. What did that look mean? Yeah. Did she know he was looking at her ass? Is she just like, why aren't you paying attention? Like, like, yeah. fucking ah, she's amazing.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Everybody's amazing in this. It's, they it's they really,
2: really are. They really are. It's
1: it's really you know, uh,
2: um, uh, God. Yeah, I, I I can't say enough good things. Yeah, I mean, this that's the thing about this film. It's like. It's it's almost almost a crime to do a podcast that isn't, you know, seven episodes long on this film. But we are. We are. We are gonna attempt oh, yeah, to get seven this in, episodes. Yeah. So we are doing seven episodes. It's episode uh, this is this is episode point five, because this isn't even gonna be the full episode. Um but um no, I um, just think that I think that I think that uh you talk about, you know, sub char- like the side characters and how well they're uh, played. This was for me when I first saw this this was like an early uh introduction to Anne Dowd for me. I had not oh, seen her very okay. much. I don't know how you she You didn't watch Dexter? My... No, I never watched I've still never seen an episode of Dexter. Ah, man, those first
1: few seasons are really good and she's okay. she's in that.
2: By the way, I
1: smoked some hash with Dexter himself and he <laughs> yeah I found myself in a situation where I went over to a friend's place and okay. uh what's his name I can't think of his name right I now I, I never watched research. Show.
2: you watched multiple seasons you don't know the guy's name you know from six feet under um, yeah yeah I know what the guy I can't think of his name uh
1: it's it's not Michael C. Howe I don't know why I always uh hold on i'm such an idiot michael yeah michael c hall um oh michael c hall like over to a friend's house michael c hall is there he's smoking hash and he is talking about how much he he's like he's like kelly clarkson's like the most amazing singer and she is she is an amazing singer but he was just he was just high talking about how much how much he loves kelly clarkson and wow and okay. it was a very, it was one of those like, like uh, uniquely New York experiences okay. that you okay. have when you live in New York. Uh, sure. Anyways, what were we talking about?
2: Um, you were smoking pot with Michael C. Hall, and he was going on and on about Kelly Clarkson, how no, wonderful singer then, she is.
1: Yeah, but oh, and so, Dowd, and Dowd,
2: she's in Dexter. Um, <laughs>
1: is that where that story ended? The, no, story. I mean that's where it started. That's where it started. Okay. And it ends with him high, and that kind of brings up a subject that I want to talk about, which is every stoner's worst nightmare (laughs) is that he gets high, and his sister comes in. She cannot breathe. And you see a very, like, A, this guy obviously does not have any real friends. Right. Right? No one helps him. And it, yeah. it is really a lovely moment the, for the first time we see, um,
2: yes. you know, when he's running out of the house, holding, holding her. her in his arms, right? It is and, so scary and sad. This is what I'm talking This is, we'll, finish what you're going to say, and then I'll tell you about this particular scene we're about to talk about. Just, just like, you, you, you see the
1: love there yeah. for just like a moment, and then... They just cannot escape this elaborate plan this mm-hmm. coven had laid out. Somebody, I guess, killed a deer or something mm-hmm. and put yep. it in the middle of the road. They put that right. sign. Sign. They on knew. them. They yep. put the papers in the like, mm-hmm. like. It's very convoluted, but mm-hmm. like, if you if you if you give into the fact that payments this guy and he can do all these things that he eventually we and eventually end up seeing him do, I just mm-hmm. you know you just buy it. You spend your disbelief and you buy like okay that's they knew this was going to happen. They laid
2: well, it out. This is, this goes into a meta idea that I have for this film, which mm. um, it's like, I have, I had questions about a lot of things like logically. And then I, then I turned on, I said, you know what? No, 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 I grew up around people who believed that an arc was built that felt that, that had a male and female version of every single animal on the planet. Right. What is this? What is this story? <laughs> <laughs> you, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> Ari Aster's doing something on it next year. You'll see. Um, okay. No, okay. Okay. Actually, uh, that's not, um, I mean,
1: Darren Aronofsky, you can, you can make some it's pretty comparisons. Good. It's pretty good. Uh, auteur filmmakers. And then, uh, Aaron Aronofsky made like a, I
2: never saw it. Cause it looked oh, like a man. shitty movie. No, it's awesome. Okay. It really is. It's Astrid. awesome. Okay. No, weird. no, it's, it's actually not it actually, <laughs> Religious communities hate it
3: okay, doing, okay, okay okay Yeah,
2: yeah, no, no, it's definitely not what you think. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's got it's, Harry Potter's girlfriend doing uh, stuff. It's in got it, Hermione. Right? Yep, Re- reprising her role as Hermione. It's pretty <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying for before... it. So yeah, yeah, reprising. Okay, but no, um, what I was saying was that was that you know, um, in a world where these religious things that we believe exist exist this is the kind of stuff that would happen these covens they worship to a god right he can do magical Mm -hmm. things he's the god of mischief he can make this stuff happen so at any point when something doesn't feel logical it makes sense that this is the god of mischief and we live in this world that we're watching this stuff exists you know and then it makes me on a meta level go wait a second i live in that world because half the people around me do pray and worship and and idol and you know do symbology and idolatry to things that they believe can produce magical results yeah so as much as it is dis as much as you're saying to you know what'd you say <laughs> suspend what oh, did I sus- say yeah no as much as you <laughs> said suspend you know, sus- disbelief suspend, yeah suspend disbelief you do it almost like from a meta level you you don't have to because we live in that world yeah right we do absolutely. I mean, absolutely, it's a, it's absolutely. Like, if, if, if 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 you
1: believe in this, this other thing exists as well. Yeah, this is a, it does. They're, they're both they're both recorded by mere men, mere mortal yes. men, and we have to believe these stories. And like, there are lessons to be learned within these stories. And it's just yes. like, you know, and this film is a great adaptation of a of of a, a story. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, based off of this God, you know, it's not literal yeah. like he, he, you know, there's some cherry picking. There's some uh, uh, a morphing to fit his story. There's adaptation. This is this is a great example of mm-hmm. adapting something. He took he took this basically he took a comic book character, <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> he took a, like okay. It's just a really fun fictional character. Right. Right. And he sort of fitted it to to to, to fit into the story, because if you look up who payment is, all this stuff doesn't like equal the same thing. But it's like you're also talking about like you have different, just like just like the Bible and the Torah and everything else. You have different uh, interpretations yeah. of these uh, evil gods, you know.
3: Um, yeah.
1: I want to talk more about weed, but I I, I no, no. desperately need to run upstairs and make sure that Marika uh need, doesn't need like she I want to make sure she's uh doing well and that she has everything she needs. Is, is, this, is
2: this code word for you're gonna smoke a bowl with Marika and then come back down? Yes, that's what.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't
1: see an, any a, any problems happening once I smoke some weed and we're going to get into that as soon as I smoke some weed with Marika. She lives in a place where weed is legal for a long time now. Yeah. And you can come into the store high if you want to. Fine. That's cool.
2: We have a whole section dedicated to movies you should watch while, while high. Yeah. Especially horror films. Yeah. So we could call it, call it horror high.
1: <laughs> I love you so much, Mickey. <laughs> okay. I love you so much. Okay, and now I'm I'm gonna go smoke a bowl. I'll be right yeah, back. Come back, yeah. Me too. Would you uh, okay. So this kind of brings something up. Uh uh for those of you who don't know, Mickey has uh, uh is a military man, so I don't imagine you partake in any illegal drugs do not. during your do service, not. obviously. But I, 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 I would imagine that possibly, sometime before your military service, you did partake in something illegal can, like I marijuana.
2: Can, I can, yes, I can safely say that that um prior to the military and the military knows this because when I signed my contract, I let them know this. I would blaze some bowls, as they and say. And
1: did you ever have a nightmare? scenario like peter has obviously obviously i would know if you had something this extreme but like do you have a nightmare weed story where you smoke some weed and then some shit went down
2: never no i, I will tell you actually really yeah the only thing i remember about ever ever drinking or smoking was that it typically either made me like really tired or really nauseous Ooh. it was never a great experience for me okay okay yeah, but please maybe tell it's me you, you were too young. Maybe my brain hadn't developed enough to be able to to uh, you know. <laughs> to have I have
0: nightmares. I do, <laughs> I do think it's
1: probably a bad idea to smoke weed when you're when you're younger. Um, uh, I didn't I didn't smoke weed for the first time until I was in my twenties. Okay. Um, uh, which I think is probably a better idea. For sure, uh, there are, there are some scientific research. The brain, the research brain is that, developing. Yeah, for, yeah it's, it's for, kind. Of, it it it's akin to like maybe taking like like let's say you're into bodybuilding or 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 you're some sort of athlete, right? Uh, yeah. Taking some sort of uh, a PED, a performing enhancing drug, uh, during that time would would be a disservice to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You have a, you have like so much going on that it's it, it, it,
2: probably a bad idea. To, well, to do I, I that. will just put this out there for any young listeners. The brain is fully, fully developing for men, especially up until you're like 25. So abusing substances to the brain prior to 25 too heavily, it's going to alter your state, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So a so, little public service announcement there. Boom. Um, All right. So but back drink getting, as much as okay. you can. Yeah. Back, um, to, back to smoking that dope though. What happened? You got to tell me the story. Um,
1: so my, my nightmare story, I have, I have, a, I have many of them, um, as, as, uh, people who were heavily into weed do, and I used to be, um, but, uh, my nightmare story is, is, um, I, I got, so I was working in this coffee shop. I was in New York. I'm working at this coffee shop and Rufus Wainwright it oh, yeah, yeah. becomes a, cu- a customer and my girlfriend at the time was a huge fan of his. Sure. So he,
2: he was, he was like big in that period. He had like a aughts kind of explosion with the song. I can not remember what it was, but yeah. Uh, uh, hallelujah.
1: Uh, was his uh... big, big, big. Yeah. So a- anyways, he had written an opera and he was doing like a concert. Um, and I was like, uh, Hey, like, you know, for her birthday, I had bought tickets to this opera. And I was like, hey, um, uh, I'm super excited about your, you know, because I've been seeing him every day because I worked at this coffee shop. I was like, hey, I'm super excited about your your opera. Like I like, you know, I bought tickets to it and like I'm excited to see it. And like this this was like pre-sale stuff. So this was like way in advance. And he was like, you know, when someone is a uh, famous, on the famous side, they always appreciate someone who, like, really, like, appreciates some facet of their work that isn't, like, popular mainstream stuff. Um, so he took a liking to me. And we started talking about the opera, and he was like, there's a part that needs to be cast. I would love to cast you in it, but I can't. Would you like to come in and audition for it? And so I said, yes. Of course, I said Yes. Uh, and it's a non-singing part. I'm not a singer. It's a non-singing part. Um, so I go in, I audition, I get the part. Um, oh, so now I'm in. I'm, yeah, I'm in this. I'm in this opera, at New York City Opera. I'm in this opera. I'm the flower boy. And uh, uh, there's a lot of stories connected to this, but to 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 streamline it for the conversation we're having right now, um. They schedule things oddly. They don't schedule things like the way we're used to Mickey uh with a play. Um You get your schedule, but then there within a three day period, there are changes to the schedule. Okay. um I still don't fully understand how to explain it, <laughs> but they do they they do this rotating thing in opera that is unlike film. Television and theater that I was okay. very unaccustomed to at this time and, in and my you're, life and you're
2: not you're not able to explain it either,
1: <laughs> yeah, so I it. can just tell you that it's confusing <laughs> it's it's confusing to me still today, but it, it it's it's Great. like got within it. a three day period, the schedule changes rapidly, and you okay. need to understand this, but no one explains it to you because they're all in opera, and they expect that you understand how this works. Right. Um, and at this point in my to be, life to
2: be at that level of, of the opera. Yes.
1: Yes. So anyways, I'm casting this thing. I get my schedule. I, I work out my schedule and whatever. So I have my day job. I go to the coffee shop. I put in a full day's work. It's, you know, I, I always work the morning shift at the coffee shop. So I'd be done with work at like 12 to one o'clock. I would go home, I'd exercise and then do whatever I need to do. And like, there were often many times around three o'clock, I would be done for the day. Right. So when uh, being a pothead that I was, I would then get high. I'm like, oh, you know, I I had a full day of work. I did some of my taxes. I, I like took care of this stuff. I don't have anything on the schedule for the rest of the day. I'm going to get high. So. I had a vaporizer called the Buddha and hey. I put in my weed and I get, I get super high. The vaporizers like, Oh my God. Like, like I got super high and then I get a call from Rufus Wainwright. He's calling me on my cell phone.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and <I'm> like,
1: hello. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, where are you? <laughs> and oh I'm like, God. what are you talking about? He's like, it's fucking first day of rehearsals. Where the fuck are you? And I was like, uh, I don't know what I said because I was so high. But I was like, I'm on my way. And I was like, oh fuck. I auto- automatic- now I'm in a panic attack. Right. I take a shower, hoping Smart. that will sober me up some. I I I hop on the train i'm wet i'm on the train i'm walking to like what is supposed to be the this wonderful experience my first trip to my rehearsal at at an opera and i'm in a nightmare state and i get there they haven't given me a script to to like i it's not like a play where it's like oh i got the script i do my work i'm prepared for my first day of rehearsal This is. I go in, everything is in French. I don't speak French, so I don't know what to do. You needed Marika, and they're ready to fire me. They are ready to fire me on that. I show up late. I like. There's a guy. He's the uh, he's the understudy. He's in doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm like. They had an understudy
2: for. Like, there's no singing, and it's an opera.
1: No, no, no. So they're singing in the opera. It's I'm
2: I'm a non-singing part. Yeah, so I mean, there's no singing. It's an opera, but they had to go like they you had a full time understudy. Yeah, you
1: have an understudy because like my my part is important. It's it's uh uh you know it's an important (laughs) plot point, right? No, I understand. I'm
2: sure. Yes, I'm sure it is. I I understand. It's just it's funny to me. It's like it's an opera, and my understanding of opera is it is a story told through song.
1: Yeah,
3: and And your character and, and staging okay. and okay. choreography
2: well sure 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 and your character is a non-singing operatic role correct i forget what those parts are called but yeah okay okay continue because i don't know enough I'm about the flower opera. boy i'm, the, I'm yeah. the
1: flower boy uh he, so anyways t- I,
2: I don't want to sound insulting and i don't know enough about opera but it was just funny the way it sounded
1: okay no. I,
2: i'm unaware of yeah. how funny it sounds because I'm rel- yeah. I'm
1: reliving my nightmare right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're high. You got your understudy. He's, like, ready to go. And, well, he's already doing my part when I show up. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they expect me to, they're like, they expect me to know what to do, when to do it. But I don't speak French. So I don't yeah. know when I'm supposed to do the things and I'm high. So like, imagine you're high and you're trying to understand a foreign language and do specific movements at a specific time, according to a language that you don't speak. Anyways, it was very nightmarish, but I was able to keep my job. And then I just doubled down on everything. And and like, I I kept my job through it.
2: That is not where I thought that was going.
1: Oh, did you think I was going to end up fired? (laughs) (laughs) it's not like this movie there's a happy ending there's a happy ending there's a happy ending to this movie i basically just like i was like okay and i'm not smoking weed during the duration of the time that i'm doing this project because it just got me into a lot of trouble
2: you ended up decapitating your understudy and kept the job that fucking guy i'm sure he was a (laughs) nice guy but when i
1: i was just like this fucking piece that's that's the I've worked as an understudy too. And like, that's kind of this, like uh, there's this tension that comes w- with, with, understudy work where it's like this fucking guy wants my, wants to do my
2: part. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you know what that is? That is the same feeling you get when you have children and they, they, they start to become like full blown men. You're like <laughs> I, I, I love you. I think we're working on the same thing, but I also feel like you're, you you want to take me out and take over. And have sex with my wife. Why? Yo, Hey, Momster Ayy. Squad, Ayy. <laughs> Momster Squad. Ooh, Mother's Day is coming up. Good joke. Um, um have now, you ever have you ever almost killed one of your siblings?
0: <sighs>
2: well, my my siblings will tell you I had my brother Chad one time. He tells a story to this day where we were. Um, so you know the cardboard pieces on on uh, clothes hangers. Yeah. Yeah. We would take those off and we'd, hit, we'd swat each other with them. Okay. And they use, Sounds like a like, boy thing to do. Yeah. they <laughs> leave, leave, leave giant whelps. Um, they're really painful. Welts. Welp, welts. What did welts. I say?
1: You said whelps.
2: Is it not whelps? It's there's
1: welts and then right, there's What is whelps? a whelps? What is a welp? A, a welt. A welt is like what you like you, you hit. You, in, in, like my skin with something and it leaves a mark that's a whelp and then there's or, a welt <laughs> there's a welt and then there's whelps
2: i thought you okay. said whelps and that's like i think what a dog does well i said whelps and up and um, i'm i'm not gonna say my age but up until this moment i thought that whelps were what my brothers were leaving on me i guess it's whelps. No, they were welts. they were whelps. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think speak so good.
1: I also no. I don't speak so good either. <laughs> my father, my parents are Sicilian, and like I can't. I called a backpack a bag bag until wow. I was eighteen. Yeah. I don't. I called a, a dustpan a spatula. There's yeah. all sorts of stuff.
2: You called Superman Uberman, Uberman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, that's a so deep we, cut for the constant listener. <laughs> so we would we would just like swat each other with these things, and the story goes that. That my oldest brother, the ringleader, would have us do uh what he called like um a blackout fight, where he'd turn off all the lights so you couldn't see. And I had a like, version of this too. Yeah, and we would just I swing I think at each all the kids around all- <laughs> that time
1: period did some fucked yeah. up
2: shit like this. Okay, yeah. so we start fighting, and I'm swinging it like crazy because they used to call me berserker. They'd say, "We want to see Macie go berserker." <laughs> they would just pick on me until until I had tears in my eyes and I was <laughs> just fighting Wolverine. like crazy. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going berserker because I'm so scared in the dark with these things hitting me.
1: Hold on. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt for the for the non-constant listener. (laughs) Mickey's adopted. Yeah. Okay. he's (laughs) he's 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 not white because all of his siblings are white. He's not white. And okay. And
2: and I'm the baby runt. And you're the baby runt. Yeah. my, My brothers were six years older and 10 years older than I was strap them down and force them to watch horror films and yep. that's what we're doing right now at the return yep. slot and they used to they used to even like they would try out funny torture things they heard about like waterboarding stuff. So they try <laughs> that stuff out, out on you <laughs> that's so, no they didn't they didn't waterboard <laughs> yes, they did. you did they have you ever heard of a chinese water torture I've heard of Chinese. They did that to you? Yeah. They they held me down in the bathtub and just let drops of water (laughs) land on my forehead while they held me down. That is awful. That
1: is fucking awful.
0: (laughs) But hilarious, right? (laughs) Did it work?
2: Yeah, it's it's terrible. It drives you crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ,
3: man.
1: <laughs> okay so continue you
2: you're so sorry, please so we're blackout um swatting with these cardboard pieces and all i hear is ah oh, my eye my eye and it's my the middle brother my brother chad just screaming bloody murder and uh you know jeff turns on the light and he's sitting there holding his eye and I was like, oh no, he goes, he goes, ah, I, don't, I think I, I don't, I don't, I can't see my eye, my eye. I was like, oh my, God. I just blinded my brother. And the cardboard piece had hit him like right on his pupil. Oof. And when he, when we looked at his pupil, it had completely dilated and was like crazy looking. And uh, so to this day, he says that, you know, luckily he only has minor damage in his left eye. He said that I could have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but he says I could have killed him. You could have killed me, man. He
3: does
1: know at this point. The worst he could have, you could have done is like made him blind in, in an
2: eye. Yeah,
1: you could, you could have stuck your finger in his eye, and he would live.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, but that would be the closest I ever got to killing one of my brothers. <laughs> now I will say, my old, you know what, you want to talk about talking about my older brother? So like uh-huh. Charlie my parents so so here's the thing my parents did they um i guess when i was a kid they would sometimes make my older brothers take me with them to go do things yeah much like charlie now we don't do that with our kids probably because i was a baby and i was like don't ever force that on campbell because yeah yeah but so so they were like we're gonna go we were they were gonna go play some game in the woods and uh, they're like mickey wants to go so let him take him with you And i was like okay So it was cold Texas winter, never snows, but it snowed. So we were all excited. And I, we, I I had thought that all the water had frozen. So Jeff was like, oh, I think we can cross here over this like small pond to the other (laughs) side. And he said, Mickey, you have to go first because you're the lightest. <laughs> you know, and if you can't make it, then we know we can't make it. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's that's the only <laughs> was, thought he had. Yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, much <laughs> but it's much better send your little brother than to throw a rock or something. So yeah. So I go <laughs> walking slide out. Slide a rock across. Send your little <laughs> brother, your adopted little brother, <laughs> who's who's covered in like ten pounds of clothes. And so <laughs> I go walking out. I and I get a couple steps. I'm like, guys it's good it's fine i take a couple more steps and i just go straight to the bottom
1: oh no
2: how deep was it it was pretty deep it was deep enough that i was like submerged in water fully so yeah so i'm going down it's freezing cold i'm like this is it it's all over and i just see like the glint of light and a hand come into the water and pull me out it's my older brother and he pulls me out and he takes off my jacket and whatnot and and he carries me on his back home Cause I'm like freezing and shaking and I'm like crying. And when I get home, my mom, uh, sees us and she's like, what happened? And, um, Jeff was like, he fell in a pond, you know, walking out on a pond, whatever. And so she gets me in the bath and she continues, she starts to like, you know, warm me up or whatever. And she, I just hear her yelling at Jeff. I'm like why in the world would you take him out into the purple?" And I, and she comes in and said, mom, I was like, he saved my life. Leave him alone. He saved my life.
1: Oh, sweet Mickey. You know?
2: Now, as an adult, I look back on them I'm like he saved my life because he put my life in danger. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> fucking, he was covering his ass. Yeah. So <laughs> I, in that situation, I was the Charlie and he was the Peter. You know, so I was like, uh, you know, you, you didn't want me to come in the and my mom was, was responsible too. She forced me to go. Yeah. You know, but um, but yeah, so I, I do see that as well. So that was a time when yeah, this, when we retell a story as a family, it's always like I tell it as like I'm dying of, of hypothermia. He tells it as like, you fell in like a, a puddle of water, and you cried and had to take you home. But yeah, I
1: wonder what and like, you know, Rashomon, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone has their perspective on the story. Right. You know, right. Wonder where wonder where the reality is.
2: It's somewhere in between, I'm sure. Are
1: you dead right now? And this is all just a Jacob's ladder scenario.
2: Well, you know? or it could be that it was just. I was suffering mental health, and none of it ever actually happened. These are things I've conjured as an adult. Oh, so I'm not real? Trauma. That's what I'm saying. That'd be crazy. This whole podcast isn't real. That'd be fucking... Are you the listener? You don't... This is not really a happening listener. Katie, this isn't happening. <laughs> Katie, <laughs> it's not real.
3: Kristen.
1: Kristen.
2: So, Boy, wow, we really went off there for a minute. Oh,
1: man, we went off. We went off. Okay, so. Yeah, hereditary. Let me know what you think about this, Mickey. Okay. Because um, I'm not a parent. So this is this is a theory based on observation of my experience as a, a child and a sibling. Um, being a parent.
0: Mm-hmm
1: like making a film is Mm -hmm. seemingly an an impossible task that will never come out perfect. No matter what you do, things will happen outside of your control. And eventually they, it will need to go out into the world and the world will shape them it into a way you couldn't have foreseen.
3: Yeah yeah and it That's, takes and it takes a village it's spot on, yeah, right, okay yeah. again, not a parent, me, yeah, you parent, yeah
2: true you you do the best you can, you raise your kids the way you think you they're going to be, but they life experiences and things all weigh in on on who this person becomes.
3: So is there anything
1: like you definitely want to hit on before we wrap up tonight's conversation um, about Ari yeah, just, area. Just, just,
2: yeah, just a couple of things. Um, me, I'm going to pull up my notes because I took just some small notes. I just want to fly through them. Nothing major. Um, we kind of talked about the detail that Ari Aster puts into the film. Uh, It's like for people who are friends of like um, directors, like uh, auteurs like Wes Anderson or, or, um, you know, even Tarantino to to a certain extent. People, if you like their films, you're not into horror. This kind of horror film is like right in in the same like vein of like somebody who has complete control over what they're trying to do and say and are really showing like putting all the craft right there on the screen for you to watch. Um, We talked about Tony Collette, powerhouse performance. The film hinges on her ability to sell everything, and man she she is performing at a level up there with any actress in any performance i can I can talk of today you know absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely um Alex Wolf wow was this his first film? I don't even know i don't think so i can't tell you
1: it is millie shapiro's first film after starring in matilda the musical on broadway really she so she does she 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 has a birth defect that affects the growth of her um collarbones and skull but does not affect her uh, mentally in any way whatsoever. Um, She has a band with her brother, I believe, called After X Class, uh, and they're fun songs. She is uh, like a ridiculously talented person, is, is, is the point. And man, did they luck out with her, because like again it's very very difficult it's always difficult to cast somebody that young in a film uh and get like a good performance and like yeah. this it's just like perfect timing perfect timing they got they they got she's phenomenal in this part mm-hmm. uh so phenomenal that i could see i could foresee like it cursing her career the way like That's you true. know like mark hamill's career was quote-unquote cursed by star wars or something you know what i mean where it's like you're so perfect for this part that people just can't see you outside of it right but yeah tony tony collette is like i hate to say that it's like it's silly to say but she's she's the uh, you know the meryl streep of horror films yeah but yeah. she's more than that. She's sure. Tony Collette. She's fucking, she's amazing in everything, always.
2: Mm-hmm. Always. But she does from, bring us, she brings a sense of like, gosh, such artistry to, to the genre. And I think that sometimes she's misused outside of this genre. Is that, I don't know if that's correct to say, because she also has had pre- excellent, I mean, United States of Terror. She's she's done incredible things on in TV and in, you know, comedy and in drama so i don't want to like take that away from her but man she shines in places like this in the sixth yeah. sense and you know well that's where she like she
1: mm-hmm. like made her mark on the scene with an academy uh a and a academy award nomination she didn't win isn't that mm-hmm. crazy she's not yeah. as far as i know I didn't do a deep dive on this, but I don't yeah. think she's won in an Academy Award, which no. is
2: fucking nuts. And she deserves one for this
1: fucking for sure. film, for sure. She
2: she won a Saturn Award for this film, but she not won many awards. Um, I believe Fangoria.
1: She won for Fangoria. The, this film won a lot of Fangoria mm-hmm. Awards, if you can believe it. Yeah. <laughs> But so can you can can hold on hold on can you believe that this film is rated like a D minus on some sort of like audience like thing where it's like critical critically it's highly rated but like it's not on Rotten Tomatoes but like it's like a D minus like the main like basically the mainstream what what happened was this was early in a twenty four so uh uh this i think at the time it still might be it still might hold this record but it was the most widely released a24 horror film um and you know it got all these rave reviews so they released it widely and and like most things that are uh, uh pure cinema pure artistic pieces um People go, oh, it's highly rated. Let's release it to the mainstream. And sometimes the mainstream is like, I don't like this. And when you look at what was the trend at the time, the trend was the sort of like Blumhousey, insidious yeah. type. And I'm not talking shit on those films, but like that's what was accepted as like the jump scare thing. That's what sure. we want. We want to go. We want to be... We want, we want to jump. We want to have a thrill. We don't want to <laughs> reflect on the futility of of, uh, of our life <laughs> yeah. and like the meaning of our life and what we inherit. Like these are things I don't want to think about those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't come so to makes, the movies to, to,
2: to, to grow. I come to the, I want to be entertained. Escape. I yeah. don't
1: want a reflection on life. Right. Uh, so it makes sense to me that like this, it got like a D minus yet. It's still, I mean, like it was a huge success for a 24. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I and made a lot of money.
2: For a ten million dollar budget, it it ended up I think bringing in like some like eighty six. Yeah, so, and I can't believe is this a win. is
1: his first. This is his first feature film. Blows oh, my mind. Insane. Yeah. And I I haven't seen as much as I love this movie. I haven't seen any of his other offers yet. I haven't seen. I would love. I hope. I hope, uh, especially for our sake, that they uh, release. A, a compilation of all of his shorts because he has a ton of shorts okay. um that he did before hereditary um and based off of those shorts is how he got connected with a24 who greenlit so, hereditary you haven't seen any other uh well you haven't seen the other ariester i haven't seen i haven't seen midsummer and oh. i haven't seen obviously i haven't seen the newly released yeah, uh was afraid afraid yeah Okay. So oh, I mean, I, wa- I want I wow. want to now, especially after watching this for the second time, I'm like, yeah, this is like obviously a brilliant film. Hmm. Uh, but again, like I have I have this thing, and it's a problem for me, which is like whenever anyone's like, this is like the most amazing thing, I'm like, this I don't want to fucking watch that right now. I want to watch it when I don't expect anything from mm-hmm.
2: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's great. Uh, and then just you know, closing thoughts on that is like. I do think that Ari Aster. I'm hoping that his third film, "Bo is Afraid," is going to really be incredible. Because I, I that's He's what a, I've heard. He's brilliant, man. I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, "Hereditary" knocked me on my ass the first time I saw it. It just knocked me out. It it, it reinvigorated my my love of horror. You know. Well, are you saying this
1: podcast is a result? Could be hereditary. Could be. be. Could be um, if you look at like our timeline.
2: Sure. Oh yeah, it would have it timed out perfectly. But um, so yeah, hereditary. It's it's a must watch on my list. Uh, I guess I'm ready to talk about who I'd recommend it to. Well,
1: before we get to that, does it belong sure. in the monster squad section?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. This Abs- movie is a monster absolutely.
1: squad
2: moms right doesn't mean it's a good thing <laughs> yeah yeah it's about it's about mother a lot of baggage through yeah it's a lot of baggage a lot of baggage oh, speaking of baggage when she has that okay so going back on one other scene i mentioned there were two terrifying scenes i i gotta get this out of my system and then oh, yes we go, please and then do we'll please go. do yes so so the first scene that that i consider to be this the scariest scene in in a horror film and it's debatable obviously this is all personal you know conjecture it's
1: that but... annie annie has a job and makes money
2: well she seems to be the breadwinner right it's scary terrifying what what terrifying. What? terrifying it? <laughs> <laughs> it's two men <laughs> no i'm so sorry
1: no, <laughs> i'm so sorry uh, <laughs> momster squad mother <laughs> <All right>,
2: um... <laughs> two men talking yes. about <laughs> talking about motherhood um they're uh when 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 charlie walks in she's breathing really hard she her throat's closing up he grabs her he wraps her in his arms he carries her out of the car right at that moment as a parent especially with children around this age i'm freaking out a little bit you know like i'm i'm actually having like a visceral feeling of like oh god please please get her to the er i don't know where this movie's going when she sticks her head out the window cuz her brother rolls it down for her to get air and he swerves to miss the I deer i think she rolls it down does she? Maybe she does. I think uh, she in, does. In my mind, he rolled it down for her from the front seat so she get Interesting. air. Interesting. Just to put okay. it more on him. Um, so which probably didn't happen, but in my my mind, it's. A I don't I know feel. which is true. Yeah. I read it that way. You
1: read it that way. I
2: wonder which is real. Viewer, stop yeah, the podcast. Yeah. Go
1: and come back. Okay. Yeah.
2: Rate and review. Let us <laughs> know the mistakes we make. Um, she sticks her head out the the window. He swerves when her head hits that pole. <sighs> audible gasps, and him just sitting there, stopped, staring forward, and saying, "It's," and just driving up. I was, I was like, I, I, in that moment, was like, "This is horrifying." Yeah, I was like, I was so unexpected, and his drive home, the way that Ari Aster lets you sit in him. Forces you to sit in the moment too. No cutting to something else. We're not going to the next day. We're not going to a head bloodied in the street right then and there. We're letting you sit in the feeling of this. It is such powerful filmmaking. It is such a way to like really, really. I mean, like I I have seen decapitation after decapitation in horror films. I have seen things pop out of people's chests. I have seen you know Freddy squish people like a cockroach. And for me, that was one of the most Audible gasp and horrific things I've ever seen on film. Yeah. Then the yeah. next thing, the scene that gets me, and I I consider it to be just really terrifying, is when uh Tony Collette sleepwalks into his room. And he went yeah. to his mom, what are you doing? God, mom, you're scaring is me. And she said, I never wanted to have you as a child. And she grabs her mouth, like, Yeah, I can't believe I just said that. And he's like, What? And she's like, no, I mean, I love you. I just, I tried everything to not have you. I tried. She's like, you tried to kill me. And then it goes back to her and she's soaking wet and he's soaking wet. And you're like, wait, wait, how did they just turn wet all of a sudden? And then the match goes up. I'm yeah. just like, oh, it just grades on me. Because mm-hmm. as parents, you have these feelings every now and again. And it's, it's something that parents will never say out loud. But every parent has this feeling at some point in their life where it was like. What would my life had been? It would have been easier without these kids. You know and Mm -hmm. it's something you feel so guilty and shameful for and in that part of the movie i was like oh it just it works on so many levels of what is terrifying you know and and it's truthful and honest but also like heightened by the fact she's gonna set them all on fire it's just oh man it hits so hard for me it does it hits so hard so those two scenes really are like terrifying scenes it Man, they, they hit me hard too for different
1: reasons. Both of those scenes and like like the scene like the catharsis I feel having her say that to him like fulfills this thing in my head that I can't help but feel that my parents' life would have been better off without my oh, birth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just like there is this feeling of like dread and, and like I said, relief and like, it's just like, and it's like, that's again, it's the, it's like this movie has so many good things going for it. And obviously one of them is like how brilliantly acted it is Mm -hmm. and how well it's captured by everybody. It's just, god that's such a good it's such a good scene it's such a good scene and it's so sad it's so sad oh, when so sad. you realize it's just her dream mm-hmm. and it's like well did he also have that dream mm. yeah. it's it's again it's just like it's it, this fucking it's 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 uh it's an onion yeah this film
2: yeah well and, and just to even talk about like you know the the idea of like you know how parents say, like, oh, you were a miracle. Well, is that code for I was unexpected? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, you know, it's like you weren't planning on me and you just got me, and now here you're having to deal with it. There's there's something in this film that 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 it steps it 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 splashes in those waters enough to really give this film an elevated, um, heightened, um, artistic, intellectual um sensibility that makes it something that you could talk about for days with people so i really i really recommend if you've seen it once please go watch it two or three times if you haven't seen it six or seven times yeah just watch it throughout your life just watch it throughout your life this one is a classic for me it's 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 up there Uh, um, yeah at the top of the top you know i mean yeah and and much like the thing I don't mind the fact that the audiences didn't fully get it when they did. It probably means that that's why that's why it's probably gonna have the you know yeah. stay on the test Fug of them. time.
1: I don't give a shit what the populace thinks.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're they're busy watching Transformers. I mean, no shade on Transformers, but but shade. Um,
1: <laughs> who do we recommend? I can, I I think I know where this is going, but like, who do we recommend coming into the video store? This movie too.
2: Well, if you like transformers <laughs> then no i um
3: I'll start with you can't you
2: can't come into the store looking for like heavy metal thrashing like slasher like horror if you if, if you're if you're a wild like huge fan of like like slasher eighties horror, I don't know if this is gonna fill an itch that you have, but if you're somebody who has um I think uh, a keen sensibility of good film and you really love watching complex performances, this movie has, has that in spades, as I often say. So you come in, you said, I really like Rosemary's Baby. I like The Shining. I'm like, dude, Hereditary. Arguably as good, if not better, than those two films. If you're wearing an insane clown posse t-shirt, this isn't for you. May, I'm may. kidding.
1: I shouldn't pass. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm not an insane clown posse person, but I will say. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit.
2: Oh, please. Off of what you I, said I at like, the beginning. I like a couple of disagreements. Because I, I love
1: 80s thrash. As horror. do I. Yeah. So yeah. I am like we're all complex people we're complex sure. people with complex emotions right we're we're complex complex we're permeating the atmosphere with yeah. our complexity <laughs> and my point is no matter what your love of horror is at some point you need to see this film and as 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 someone who works at a video store i will it's my job to recognize when you're ready for this story. Mm-hmm. And can you ever be ready for the story? The answer is no, you can, you can no. never really be ready for the story. But if you do come in and like, you're looking for something fun, popcorny, like I'm obviously not going to recommend this movie, but at no. some point, at some point, you got to see this movie. This is one yeah. of the classics. It's one of the classics. Yeah. It's up there it, with the, the films that we just talked about. Like it, for sure the modern classic you need to see this film
2: and coming off of the the king Tyrion collection i will say if you like the mist if you like the book version of cujo you're gonna like (laughs) hereditary I think if you have
1: if you have any discernible <laughs> just, taste whatsoever, if you, if, you, if, you, if you have any discernible know, taste whatsoever, you will like.
2: Kid, I think I should prep. Kids are gonna die. Okay, that's what that's what those, those movies all have. You know, kids are gonna. I gotta die.
1: say, like, think, like in a way, it's like thankfully, Marika's busy. Oh, uh, this uh, one would explode! Uh, oh, man, she would have been so mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she why? was. For the listener, she was, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast, but like Marika was unreasonably upset with Mickey for having her watch The Mist.
2: It, yeah, it did not go well. <laughs> it was me,
1: like yes. it was like Mickey wrote, directed, starred, <laughs> and played every part in The Mist. That's how upset she was that she had to watch yeah, it that was, movie. It was,
2: it was so like, like a I was saying
1: it's yeah, a good it was, thing it,
2: she's busy <laughs> she treated me as though i was like the producer who walked in and said no the kid has to die at the end the kid has to yeah. die at the, the end. kid has to die it's the only way it works for me it's like like i had some kind of responsibility for the story <laughs> but um yeah so no i it, it it this movie it begs a lot of questions it's gonna hit you hard it's gonna give you big feels and for me that's one of the best things a movie can do and i can just get so you did
1: you know in the past. Your constant listener, we usually like to go out on Marika saying things in French, right? And who knows what she's saying, but it sounds classy. And oh, this is so a classy, classy film. So, yeah. Mickey, could you like somehow uh, uh, talk uh, like uh, about what we what we've experienced tonight uh, uh, through uh, uh, a sort of uh,
2: Texas vocabulary, Yeah, Man you, got, you, man you got no man no seriously man you you gotta see hereditary man this fucking movie man <laughs> it's like a it's like a cold miller light on a hot day sitting on the your <laughs> truck talking about your life experiences how how you didn't change for the man man you didn't change for the man you stayed true to who you are this movie this movie is like that man it's like really facing yourself It's like looking at that reflection in the mirror and saying, who am I? And you see that reflection, it's smiling back at you. And you're like, what the fuck is it smiling back for? And then you realize it's smiling (laughs) back. Because hail payment, Hail motherfucking (laughs) (laughs) payment.
3: I don't know what that was going on. It was
1: like a Parley McConaughey. That was great. I don't don't know if that's picking up. Bravo, well, bravo. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Encore, encore. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And thank you, listener, for joining us tonight. Please rate and review us. And f- if you'd like, follow us
2: on Instagram, Mickey at the return, at the return slot of, nope, at the return slot <laughs> of Horror Pod. Where is that on, at Instagram? Where? It's on Instagram.
1: <laughs> you can also, I got uh, wait. <laughs>
2: go ahead you can rate and review us anywhere we uh, anywhere you get podcasts uh the rates and the reviews help us get more listeners because people gotta hear what we gotta say right yeah right and yeah and dude i gotta say man i love
1: you i love Thanks. hanging out in the basement and talking i get so excited every other week when we get together to talk about a film i'm so happy and like special love Kristen and
2: chris Kristen and chris you guys keeping the podcast alive uh and also a special shout out to moms you know even if you didn't want us it's okay you raised <laughs> us <laughs> yeah, uh, my yeah, mom, yeah. just just i i have an idea like we're, we're so we're,
1: you know uh, a spoiler we're gonna have a special mother's day episode and i was like hey mickey what if we'd like invite our moms on and mickey was like no i'm not I'm not doing
2: that. yeah <laughs>
1: and then he picks hereditary and it's just <laughs> <laughs>
2: even, though, even though you didn't want me, I still became your little king <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect to go out on.
1: Thank you for joining us) <laughs>